Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm Yoa Lagazo, and today we have a guest on the show. I'd like to welcome Sandeep Chandok, uh, a contributor to Lakers Lead. And you can find him on Twitter at uh, S-A-N-D-E-E-P-C-H-A-N-D-O-K. Sandeep Chandok. Hey, Sandeep, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Um, yeah, it's good to have you on. So, uh, I don't know if you're, you're following. It looks like Messi is leaving Barcelona and there's a re- report out re- report out that, uh, Grant Goldberg, uh, from Grant Goldberg, that, uh, Messi will be teaming up with LeBron next season. <laughs> hey man, I mean, everyone goes to the Lakers, right? So I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, we're just joking. Uh, for our <laughs> listeners, just joking. Um, uh, Grant uh, jersey swapped and, and photoshopped Messi in the Lakers jersey. Uh, he did it right after the, the announcement. And, you know, it was just Lakers exceptionalism on full display, you know. So th- thanks, thanks, Grant, for, for all your work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but on a more serious note, though, um, and not sure if our listeners know, but uh, the Lakers are now undefeated on Kobe Bryant Day. Uh, that's only because that uh, the, the Lakers' first game, the, it was the Lakers' first game yesterday ever to be on this day. Uh, Lakers took a 3-1 lead yesterday, and it, it was uh, so so satisfying to watch. Um, of course, we have, you know, Sunday, this last Sunday and Monday were sobering couple of days with Kobe's birthday and then Mama Day. And then Nike's even doing a Mamba week all throughout this week. But, uh, you know, I have the luxury from uh, working from home, Sandeep. And so I've been able to wear my Kobe jersey uh, to, to, my, to my work meetings and whatever. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Do you have any – did you do anything special? Yeah, man. I mean, it's just uh, – I was rocking my Kobe shirt yesterday too. I have the – I have the Nike shirt where it has the eight on the front and the 24 on the back. And Ooh, wow, dude. I just, I, yeah, I was, uh, I was lucky to get that, man, because one of my friends who's from L.A. and lives there, he went down for the, for the game when they retired uh, Kobe's jersey. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Mm. I was like, hey, bro, can you get me a shirt, please, if they have them? And he's, like, he's like, yeah, I got you, bro. And he ended up getting – he was able to get me one before they sold out. And so it, it's just uh, – that shirt means even more to me now obviously after what happened, you know? Right. Right. That's, that's legit. Um, I wonder, you know, how many, how many, uh, uh, copies of that, that, uh, that Jersey they have, you know, keep yeah, it. Probably not too many, man. And I don't know. Did you, did you try to get the, the shoes, the big stage Kobe's? The pro, uh, pro shoot, shoot, I, shoot. I didn't even try. Cause you know, that bots were clicking. Um, yeah. It's, it's so frustrating, man. Like I, you know, guys like you and I, you know, and plenty of others, 
plenty of others, have, you know, who are diehard Lakers fans and Kobe's fans. Like, we want the shoes and the, the jerseys and the shirts just to actually be able to wear them, you know. Right. And right. you got people who just want to buy them and, and sell them to make money. And it's – Right, exactly. It ruins the game. And, you know, Nike needs to address it. I know. I mean, I think, you know, one of the ways that they do is just mass produce it yeah. <laughs> and, and make it a little bit more accessible and affordable to, to everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, well, would, would, would love one of those, uh, you know, black mama jerseys, man. Oh, those are so clean. So They're clean. So clean. Those yesterday's game was, was, was awesome. Seeing them, seeing Dwight Howard on, on in a, in a black mama jersey was pretty, was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey man uh, it's good to have you on the show with us today today's show um, we're going to discuss our thoughts and impressions on on these um, the playoff series between the Lakers and Blazers and how the Lakers are dominating and, and uh, we'll, we'll start with the defensive end and then move on to the, the offensive end but uh, for now let's take a quick break so stay tuned and uh, we'll see you soon Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with Sandeep Chandok, late contributor to uh, Lakers Lead. And on this um, segment of the show, I want to talk about our defense uh, during these games. You know, defense wins games, right? So let's start with that and then move on to the offensive end and, uh, on our next segment. But, uh, you know, after the game yesterday, Le- LeBron gave credit to to uh, Lakers, to the Lakers film sessions and how hard they, they've worked in them. And, and um, you know, despite all the, the limited, you know, you only have one day to prepare and, and maybe a couple of, uh, of hours before the game starts. But uh, ADs also mentioned that, uh, um, uh, you know, he's seen LeBron take it up a notch in, in, in these film sessions and, um, and also constantly talk, talking to teammates and coaches, uh, trying to learn you know, what, what the Lakers can do um, against the, uh, the opposing team. Uh, and we saw, I think that the game that we played yesterday, we really saw how, um, how the Lakers uh, really, uh, you know, it's sort of like their, their, their playoff form, right, uh, on, on the defensive end and how they're uh, dissecting their, their opponents. Um, on that end. But uh, um, I just want to quickly throw this stat out there. Um, shared around on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. It was either Alex Regler or, uh, uh, or Darius. But uh, the defensive rating for, for the starters yesterday, um, I think they played like less than 10 minutes because of AD um, having to sit out. They had a... Um, the defensive rating was 42.1, which is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, let me, let me get your thoughts on defense here. Um, what are you seeing out there? What, what are the Lakers doing? How are we crushing and shutting down the, one of the top offensive teams in the league? I think, I mean, it starts with, uh, starts with coaching, man. You know, Frank Vogel, is, when they hired him, they knew he was a defensive-minded guy. Right. And, it, it's been uh, it's been the case all year with them. You know, they were one of the top five, I think maybe even top three defensive teams 
all throughout the regular season. Top five in def defensive efficiency rating. And that's what Vogel does, man. He he knows how to scheme, you know, uh, and to game plan for certain players. And obviously coming into this series, the, the main guy they were looking at was, you know, was limiting Dame, but also CJ McCollum. And right. it's a... Uh, it's not surprising how they've been able to limit both those guys. You knew, like we knew, we all knew they were gonna, they were gonna make some tough shots and get some looks. And there's no stopping, there's no stopping Dame or CJ, you know, and especially not Dame. But the best thing you can do is hope to, hope to limit them, you know. And that's what, you know, Alex Caruso was saying before the series began was that you just want our goal is to just make it tough on them, you know, try to pick them up full court. Um, you know, with Dame, you got to, as soon as he crosses the half-court line, they've been picking him up right away. Right. They've thrown double teams at him, you know, mm -hmm. and you want to force him to get rid of the ball because he's not, he's not a great playmaker out of the double team. You know, when he's going one-on-one -on -one and penetrating, yeah, he's, a, he can, he's capable of, you know, getting guys involved. But once, once you get two guys on him, he gets flustered and he's, he tends to turn the ball over. Right. And, you know, I don't know if you saw the stat, but uh, somebody, on, somebody threw this up on Twitter. You know, and Alex Caruso, when he's been guarding Damon TJ in the series, so he's matched up with them in 83 possessions, and he's mm -hmm. only allowed 37 points. He's forced nine turnovers, and he's forced them to shoot 32%. That's – we're talking Alex Caruso. This is not like a, a first team or second team all-league defender. You know, this is the Lakers' backup point guard. Right, right. named for himself, you know, with his team this year. Right, and right. we have to give him credit. He's he currently leads the team in defensive efficiency rating, and actually Kuzma, you know, Kyle Kuzma's second right now, a little mm -hmm. bit ahead of uh, Anthony Davis, who's at three. So, I mean, when you got you have guys like that who are are stepping up, you know, um, outside of AD and outside of LeBron James, like that's why this series is has turned around so quickly after the first game. Is um, you know, guys have uh, guys know that. I mean, you said defense wins games. It's like, you know, the saying is actually offense wins games, but defense wins championships. And that's why this there team <laughs> is so locked in. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, man, I, I agree. And I know that you wrote about my boy Alex Caruso here, you know, he, uh, and you, you wrote about how, how so many, you know, how, how Caruso impacts the game and, and, and often, you know, it, go, it, it's, uh, it goes unnoticed, you know? Uh, you mentioned on in this in the article that you read for for um, Lakers lead um, that uh, his defense against Damian uh, was it's key and you just talked about it now but uh, you know I I just I just love I just love Caruso and, and how he impacts the game both both on both ends of the floor but especially on on, on defense I think that the the whole team has just you know like you mentioned at the very top of the discussion that you, it all starts with coaching. You know, there was a game plan and everybody, the whole team has been executing that game plan almost perfectly. You know, they, they have um, the guards, like you mentioned, the guards have consists consistently uh, applied that ball pressure um, on their, their two guards that have made them, the one of the top offensive teams in, in the league, you know, and, and um, they're funneling them to, to, to the big guys. If, if they're going down to the rim or they're, you know, they're just stopping them. They're, they're shutting them down from their, their three point shot, you know, Dame's three point shots that he often makes. Um, 
you mean you mentioned Caruso, but I think KCP will, is also uh, doing really well against uh, uh, them. I think they're they're doing a great job just staying attached uh, to to them. And then of course you have the the our, our elite. Uh, uh, um, well, I don't know if you want to say elite, but they're they're great. You know, maybe not LeBron, but like it, they're they're good. They're good defenders. A- AD is elite, and and I know you wanted to to talk about this about. Uh, uh, you know, Giannis being announced the, the defensive player of the the, the year today. Uh, um, whatever you know, it is what it is. But uh, um, you know, what are what are your thoughts on on that? Um, quickly, um, I think that uh, for in my opinion, I think um, AD should have won that. Um, and I, you know, let me just let me just hear what you what were your thoughts on that real quick, and then follow. Yeah, up. I- I mean, I agree. I think um, I think AD should have won. I'm not I'm not surprised completely that Giannis won because I think it sure. was a, it was a close it was a close race mm-hmm. and it really could have gone either way. Sure. Yeah. And you know, when you look at the the numbers and like the the you know the deeper analytics, they mm-hmm. they favor they do favor Giannis. Right. But I think you have to factor in a lot of things, and you know, one of those things is the the level of competition each of those guys is playing. You know, with right. AD playing in the Western Conference, you know, which it's a factor, you know, for those of you who say like, oh, it doesn't matter, NBA is NBA, like every, every, play, every team has good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, but the competition, we all know this, it's tougher in the Western Conference. And right. especially when you look at the big men, you know, and AD has gone up and he's, he's dropped big numbers throughout the year on, on guys like Jokic, on guys like Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see what he's doing against Portland's bigs now. And so that's been the case. Um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm thinking I'm talking offense, but like, uh, I'm talking about the guys he's placed, you know, and Rudy Gobert is obviously one of the guys who's, who was a finalist for the defensive player of the year. And right. we saw, we saw AD drop 40 plus on him in the, one of the seeding games, you know, <laughs> right, right. that wasn't just one game. He's done that um, against, you know, uh, the big guys throughout the season. And so um, AD is also, you know, uh, both guys can guard one through five. But I think one thing about AD that people don't talk about enough is that he's, He's very um, he's very disciplined defensively, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas Giannis right. tends to get in foul trouble more more often than not, and he's fouled out of a bunch of games this year, and that comes from uh, you know the sometimes biting on the fakes or just like I said, not being disciplined defensively, maybe not going straight up with your arms, you know, which refs tell you to do. And uh, I just think um, 80s shut down a lot of big guys, you know, which is what I meant to say. Um, He's, he's shut down a lot of bigs and he's been able to hang with the point guards, you know, which is something we don't usually see mm-hmm. from a guy who traditionally plays the four or five position. Um, and, you know, uh, he also had more steals per game, more blocks per game, you know, which is not the, it's not the most important things, but those are defensive stats. Right. Right. And so right. that's something that's a factor. Um, again, I think it's, you know, it's not surprising Giannis sure. won it, but I think uh, they really should have considered uh, the competition and the guys AD was playing throughout the season, you know, both, like I said, guarding one through five bigs and guards. Right. No, no, I, I agree. I agree with, with everything that you said. Um, I don't really know if I, if I have anything other uh, to other, you know, other thing to say. Um, I do know, and I tweeted this out um, that, uh, um, you know, the playoffs are really, you know, they're, they're, they're the refiner's fire, you know, they're, they're going to, it's going to uh, test 
how effective you really are on both ends of the floor. So far, AD has outperformed Giannis on the defensive end. I know that you know the defensive player of the year award. They they weren't they're not looking at these the bubble games or the playoffs. It's you know it was you know every, all the games before March, uh, before the the shutdown. But uh, you know, AD on the defensive end has uh, against Portland has uh, been so impactful. Uh, against one of the top offensive teams in the league, and and I don't know, I you're right that uh, it could have gone other either way, and maybe this is just me being biased as a Laker fan, but uh, uh, I think that uh, AD could have won this. Um, but uh, you know, going back to to to, uh, to our discussion on on the series between Blazers uh, and Lakers here, um, you mentioned Kuz. I think Kuz has been amazing defensively like who would have thought out of, out of nowhere <laughs> right who would have thought right who would have thought yeah. <laughs> like he would be one of our best defenders our best wing defenders uh you know i had this was a surprise to me <laughs> like back in january like you know if, if you would have told me kuz would have been i i think he's he's top 10 right now in the playoff in the, in the playoff rankings for defensive rating. If you would have told yeah. me that Kuz would have been in the top 10 right now, I would have laughed. I would have, you know, like, come on, really? If you told me that, I would have been like, dude, if Kuz is top 10, like, the Lakers are winning the whole championship. Like, <laughs> like we're talking about, like, not Kuz hitting, hitting shots. Like, we're not talking about Kuz hitting 20 points a game. Like, he's one of the top defenders right now. Like, it, not just on the Lakers, like you said, and, like, of all the teams remaining, it's, you know, the thing with defense, man, is just, like, more than half of it is just like it's a mental thing just uh you got to have the will you know like you do have to have that athletic ability you know the the foot quickness and all this stuff but mm-hmm. you just got to have the you want you got to have the edge to want to to want to stop somebody and you know tell yourself like hey this guy can't go by me or i'm going to lock this guy up you know when you start mentally locking in like that it reflects and i think that's what, basically what it's come down to for Kuz because Kuz isn't the quickest guy you know we no, we know that right. and He's not the most athletic guy, but he's been able to hang with these guys. And I think it's just he, he sees that he can hang and he's, his players are probably telling him and the coaching staff is telling him, okay, you're doing good. You know, and he just right. – he's getting, he's getting more and more used to it. No, I agree. And, he, you know, his confidence level is, is way up there. And, and uh, um, you know, in this series, he's gone defending – he's defended mostly, you know, CJ and, and Carmelo. And I think, you know, he's been effective. And, uh, you know, like you said, he's not athletic. He's not fast, but he is lengthy. And that, that affects, a sh- uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what his wingspan is. I don't know what, what it is, but it's got to be, you know, it's got to be up like seven foot wingspan, right? Like seven feet. right? Right. And, you know, having to, to shoot a ball over that, that's, that's tough. Um, man, but I, I love our defensive effort. Uh, uh, out there and I'm, I'm um it's crazy because it can still get better you know uh, <laughs> I know right <laughs> you know the next the next series depending on whether it's OKC or um or Houston you know let's just say if it's Houston like there's no way Vogel can play can play McGee right in that starting lineup I would I would like to think he's going to make that adjustment and then sure when you go to a smaller lineup with let's say it's Morris or Kuz mm-hmm. defense is only going to get better because 
right. guys can ro- rotate better and they can guard multiple positions. You know, that's the one flaw with having McGee on the court is he can only guard one guy. You know, he's terrible in pick and roll coverage. He he can't guard guards. And no, he cannot. Guard he, <laughs> even with the bigs, like he jumps on pump fakes all the time. He, right. he doesn't have to that. to play down. So did it the other day, uh, last night. Yeah, <laughs> they can they can still Three get a point, lot better. Four point play. Gosh, come on. Yeah, they have room for improvement. You know, which is a, a good sign for Lakers fans. Right. Right. Um. Well, I think that's you know we I think we really had a good discussion there on the on the defensive end. Um, I want to take a quick break here, our last break, and and then we'll be right back and we'll talk about what's happening, happening on the on the offensive end. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hi, this is Yoel Legazo. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating or review. We would appreciate it. It'll go a long way to help us to continue to do what we're doing. Your support means a lot to us. We're also on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Come interact with us and join us as we journey with the Lakers on the road to number 17. If you'd like to be updated on the most recent Lakers news, follow us on Instagram at LakersDailyScoop where we'll give you daily scoop on all things Lakers. Again, thanks for your support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with Sandeep Shandok. He's a contributor to Lakers Lead. Uh, and, you know, we've been talking about the defensive end on, and how uh, the Lakers have been doing on that uh, side of the court. But uh, on this segment, we want to talk about the, the offensive end and, and what's been working here. Um, hey, Sandeep, so what are, you, what are you seeing out there on the offensive end? Man, offense, you know, um, the first game, obviously, the Lakers struggled big time. You know, it, oh, was, yeah. it, wasn't even, it wasn't even that they weren't getting – quality shots they had a lot of good looks and a lot of wide open looks but they just right. for whatever reason it was one of those off games you know and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. go five of 32 from deep uh, i think as from the floor they shot maybe less than 40 percent or right around there right. and you know to still only lose by seven points and put up 93 points in that game is still it's still not bad you know and it was i mean they they got over that real quick you know the mm-hmm. next game they come and they blow out uh they blow out the the Blazers in game two. Um, I think that was the game, right, where LeBron had like a – he only had 10 points, you know, and right. the Lakers were up by 30 at one point. And they rested him, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just shows you like the impact of LeBron on the offensive end, you know, right. and obviously we saw him turn it on the game after that. He goes for 30, 38 points, I think, in game three. Mm-hmm. And most of that came in the first half. You know, they've been playing through AD. That's been their – their stick all season long and they're continuing to do that in the postseason, you know, which is smart because he has been their best player, right. All, all year right. long. Right. No. Uh, mm-hmm. On both sides of the floor. And he has the mismatch in this series uh, as does LeBron, you know, but LeBron chooses to, to get his when he needs to, not when sure. he, or also, and then when he wants to, you know, you can, you can say that on both. So, but we saw uh, in game four, man, you know, they, when the guys were rocking the Mamba jerseys, everyone was lighting it up. You know, I think it was, was if they could rock those jerseys every so game. If they could wear those jerseys every game, I think we'd see them 
put up uh, as many points as they did. I mean, oh, man, man, yeah. Everyone was in, you know, and KCP had the one game where he struggled. He only scored a point. Um, that was the first game, I think, and, you know, he bounced back really quickly. He's been knocking down a couple threes every game now. Mm-hmm. Danny Green, you know, finally found his touch last night, made a few shots, and, you know, they're just uh, they're getting contributions from multiple guys now, which is what they're going to need moving forward. You know, um, it's good to see. We know LeBron can turn it on, but right. I don't think uh, Lakers should should want to have to rely on that. You know, uh, sure, it's, it's a team game. You know, guys got to knock down shots, especially when you're getting wide open looks. Mm-hmm. The way they're the way Le- LeBron's finding them, or even AD finds them. You know, uh, I just don't know why. Uh, Frank Vogel wasn't playing Dion Waiters more. That's, kind of, that's yeah. That, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> it's been a concern, you know. Uh, he gave minutes to Jr. in one of the games and didn't play Dion at all. And then last night in Game Four, Dion finally gets some time, but it's when they were up big and right garbage just, time. You know, yeah, it's like you need to throw Dion in, man. Like I know Dion, uh, Jr. is a catch and shoot guy, but Waiters provides a. Uh, a guy who can get his own basket, you know, and also create for others. And when LeBron's not on the court, you got to have him on the court. I think right. mm-hmm. it just, I don't think it's a, it's a rocket science unless, unless Vogel just doesn't want to show all his cards right now. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he got us all, us all fooled. And he's like, just wait on it guys. I know what I'm doing. You know, I hope that's the case. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> the Lakers just, if they're making shots and making free throws, like they'll be fine on offense, you know, cause they, they're getting a lot of good looks, and Anthony Davis has been amazing, amazing. Dude, he's unstoppable. Like, uh, um, and you you were talking about you know game three, um, you know AD was doing his work down there uh, down low, and um, I think that uh, you know we were very fortunate to only be down by four at the half, um, and yeah, then we missed, like, three free throws in the first half. <laughs> right, right, we missed a ton, and then. Um, and then you know in the second second half you saw just you know LeBron uh playoff LeBron activated and you saw in game 4 the continuation of that um you know all those uh, I, I think you know LeBron and AD ramping up ramping up on their their offense has been you know it's just been beautiful to watch you you the, the the best duo in the league uh do it and um Anthony Davis's mid-range game is is just flawless. yeah just it's flawless and I hope I hope he falls in love with that as opposed to the three-point line you know and he can knock down the threes like we know sure. that right right especially when he's hot you know but I'd like to see him do what he did the other day where he starts with the mid-range right and then when he starts getting that going and he has the rhythm and shot feels good right. then you know when you got the open threes take them you know and it started in game three, man, when um, second half, I mm-hmm. think toward the, I think it was in the fourth quarter, him and Caruso, three straight possessions, come down, that was... screen and roll, and uh, or pick and pop, and AD just hovering around mid-range, and he made right. three straight shots, you know? And, and he, same you know, play, just, same play. Right. Same play, three times down, they couldn't stop it, you know? Right, right. And then uh, they, they did the same thing yesterday. I mean, AD just had it going from the mid-range, you know, and. He's unstoppable when he's facing up and he's in that mid-range area. It's nobody in the league can defend that. I know, man. So uh, the last two games, right? Game three and four. Uh, AD on mid in mid-range went from eleven for thirteen. Um, he's just so effective in there, and and you're right. I think that uh, if it's working for you, you know, sell, you know, do it. 
uh, keep doing it. Um, uh, I, and, you know, moving on here, I, I wanted to mention um, something that the Lakers did <laughs> game four that really, uh, um, you know, that, that helped really build the, the lead. I think, you know, it was a lot of defense, but I also think it was pushing the pace and transition. I don't know if you saw that as well. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. yeah, that was something Vogel, uh, I think he said after, after game two or game three was that they wanted to put more pressure on Portland in, the tr- in transition because mm-hmm. their their bigs can't right can't run, can't run with the Laker bigs and we saw no. that Nurkic was Nurkic was exhausted in game no, three. he was so exhausted <laughs> yeah when they started pushing the ball you know and it's just uh if they want to keep doing that which they should you know it just another reason for them to to go small in the lineup you know and it allowed them to play more up tempo with with Morris you know or Kuzma at the four and AD at the five and you know for AD it's going to open things up um having me out of the out of the paint right because right. i get the ball in the mid post area and if he wants to drive to the basket he'll either have a clear look at it with no yeah. shot blocker mm-hmm. or he can kick it out to shooters you know so there's so much things there's so many things they can do to improve on offense still too you know uh right as good as, good as they've looked in these like these last three games against portland um i think there's there's still so much they can they can do better and they will do better as they move on series by series Right, right. And I think that, you know, uh, in this series, there was so much talk about, you know, how, how are the Lakers going to contain Damian Lillard and the rest of the, the them? And I think that, I'm going back to the defensive here, but, uh, um, but uh, you know, I think the question that they missed uh, was who's going to guard LeBron and AD? Um, and we've seen how, how incapable that, uh, you know, you know, they're, they're putting Carmelo Anthony uh, or Trent or McCollum on on yeah on LeBron. That's not going to work out, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love Melo, man. I'm I'm Team Melo forever. But we we all knew that was barbecue chicken coming into this series. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Man. Um. And then, you know uh, we're talking about you know AD and, and LeBron here, but you got to give it up to the role players here. You know, um, KCP and, and and Danny Green for for much of of the 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 slander that's been going on on twitter uh especially on on uh danny green's behalf they've been they've been hitting shots they've, uh, the last two games they've been hitting 50 or uh they're hitting 50 percent of their threes um and uh, you know i think they're uh they're they're important and they're they're key to to um to you know of course our shooting right our 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 to, to winning games. I think if we're doing well shooting and we saw how that backfired on us in game one, we weren't shooting well. So we lost. Um, I think that it's, you know, these, these role players and, and uh, being able to knock down these shots are, are so critical to, to our game. And I think that's um, just, I guess, one of the, the valid concerns that people have uh, about our team, you know, we need to be knocking down shots and, and, and our role players are the, you know, they have to be knocking them down or, or else, you know, it's going to be up to LeBron and AD. And I don't know if that's going to be enough. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, the, we know AD is going to get his and LeBron can get his, but like you said, it's on the role players, man. Cause you know, it's uh, it takes, it takes five people on the court, you know, and that's why, you know, again, like we, we were saying is the waiters need to get more time. And he does. He does. You know, to to relieve some of the 
the playmaking ability off LeBron too. And Caruso's done a good job, you know, of creating for others. And mm-hmm. he finally knocked down a couple, a couple threes. You know, one I think one in game four and one in game three as well. And so, you know, once uh once these guys just keep it rolling, like it's gonna things will get easier for them on offense. You know, and um, they still, you know, we saw last night when they're when they're hitting shots. I mean, they, no one's gonna be able to keep up with them, and it's crazy because exactly they might not face the best defensive team. They they're gonna face will either be maybe in a conference finals or maybe not even until the finals, you know, uh, depending on sure. if, if, uh, if the Clippers even advance to the conference finals. Um, but if they don't, I mean, the best defensive team they might face will be coming out of the East and either right. could be Miami, Toronto, Boston, or, or Milwaukee. Any, any four of those teams are, you know, all four of those teams are really good, sound defensively. So they are right. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one thing is they might not get as tested defensively, you know, which, uh, which could be some concern, but regardless, I think, uh, you know, they have the experience to just to, to be fine with LeBron leading the way. Right. Right. So, you know, we have one more win and we will have won our first playoff series since the 2011, 12 season. Um, you know, I think this next game, game five it could be a tough one even frank vogel acknowledged how hard it's gonna you know it's gonna you know how hard it is to close out a series when you're facing an opponent uh, an opponent who's who's desperate to to survive um but you know i think it's gonna make this game a lot you know it's unfortunate that dame lillard won't be able to to play um but you know i'm sure that the rest of the 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 other portland team um they're not going to back down. Right, they're going to give it their all. And I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that to that that game and even if it's their last one. You know, Portland's last one. Yeah, I think it's uh, it sucks like you said that Dame can't play, but I'm glad his injury is nothing serious. You know, it didn't look right. like he landed awkward or anything, you know, mm-hmm. um so just a knee sprain. So it's you know, it's good news. Um I expect Portland to fight also, but I mean, that game will probably be over either like first half or like sometime during the third quarter i think yeah and you know more rest for lebron and ad the better yeah um well hey uh sandeep uh thanks for joining me today appreciate you joining the show um you're of course welcome to come back um i don't know if you have any final thoughts um before we close it out man like you said i mean let's just uh you know like just close out this game five um get some rest and then we'll We'll see who who comes out of the the Rockets and Thunder series, you know, and, the, and then the Lakers can start start prepping from the from there. But um, you know, I'm excited to see uh, how they how they come out um, tomorrow night because or in Game Five because the way they started Game Four was I was like, where has this been the first three games? You know, exactly. that was the strongest start they had. They come out 15 and 0, and like that's the type of energy they got to come out with every single game, especially when you're the one seed. Right, and we, they even had the twenty-four-eight, you know, scoreline. That was pretty. That was pretty sweet. That was amazing. It was meant to be. Yep, meant to be. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, dude. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today, um, guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Follow, subscribe, and if you like the show today, give us a five-star review or rating uh on apple podcast and uh, follow us wherever you listen to your to your podcast uh we'd appreciate the follow and the reviews it'll help us to continue to do what we're doing 
Uh, we're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. Um, with that said, guys, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you next the time. Admiral refrigerator, the door is closed, the lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.